0: You're listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast, a daily podcast dedicated to helping B2B marketing, sales, and customer success professionals become masters of their craft. It's Friday, so this is our hashtag one hero episode. In these episodes, we highlight and celebrate a blog post and contributor from our community and discuss topics surrounding sales, marketing, and customer success. Here we go
1: and welcome back to the Flip My Funnel podcast. My name is Caitlin Lutz. I'm a demand generation strategist at Terminus and Flip My Funnel. And this is our one hero podcast for Fridays. So this is where we take someone really incredible from our community who's written a blog post or a customer or just someone who is really, really awesome and celebrate them and their story. Today, we have a really incredible guest, Seer Karimi, um, who is a sales development rep at Uberflip, and he is here to talk about a lot of really incredible things, but just making moments happen, chasing moments, staying the course, and taking advantage of opportunities. So hello, Sir. Clap hey, up, hey up. how are you doing? I'm great. I'm great. So Sir, just tell us a little bit about yourself. What is your background? Where are you from? How did you end up at Uberflip as an SDR?
0: Yeah, so I uh, went to McMaster University uh, in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Um, and I studied for about five years uh, in the program of sociology. And at the same time, I played varsity volleyball. Um, both of them really impacted me as a person. Who I ended up becoming at the end was very different than when I first started. Um, and, and how I get, I guess, landed a job at Uber Flip was um, a colleague of mine from a different university asked me to write about my experience as an athlete. Um, my story and how I got, you know, into playing the sport and what I was hoping to do after school ended, which is a very tough question for a lot of people, um, let alone varsity athletes who spend so much time just playing sports. Um, and so. I wrote that article and uh, the talent team here at Uberflip, um, particularly uh, an individual named Noor Sati, uh, read that article and she reached out to me. And from from that moment on, um, it was a connection that just constantly domino affected to the point where I was offered a position and I was happy to take wow. it.
1: That's awesome. So you wrote a blog for the Flip My Funnel blog, um, and it was a lot about chasing moments and taking opportunities. Um, so just both personally and professionally, what does that mean to you? What does chasing moments mean or taking opportunities? What is What does that mean to you?
0: Yeah, that's, that's a great question. And I think um, even when I wrote this this blog, I kept asking myself, like, how do I put this into a blog? How do I express this this idea of mine, um, into a simple blog. And the answer that I kind of came up with was we kind of all chase moments every single day of our lives. whether it's, um, chasing a moment with some family members, you want to create those amazing experiences to a point where you even record it. Um, you know, especially if you're in a relationship or you're at a relationship, you're trying to, you know, chase moments of just, you know, um, I guess, love, you can say. Um, and in business, it's, it's, we're chasing moments of growth. We're trying to grow in our in our careers. We're trying to move up and make a difference and feel valuable with the company we're a part of. So um, we all do it. We just don't think about um, doing it all the time. And when it comes to moments where we're not surrounded by our job or our family or our friends, those are, I guess, instances that people forget that they still can chase moments and create something special out of it, such as, you know, being in a room with a full, full of strangers.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So what have you done in the past personally and professionally to quote unquote chase moments?
0: Yeah. And it's, it's funny because, um, it all started with one event. Uh, One of my old coaches, his biggest uh, thing with his players was to always, you know, either ask a question that made you scared or go after um, the situation that made you scared. Um, And in high school, a lot of the time he used it as an example as to go talk to that girl if you want to go on a date or or come ask me a question um, if you're curious about a certain strategy in the game. Um, And so I took that and I started doing that every single day. And and he made me realize that if I was scared of something or I felt fear of any sort of moment, it's because I genuinely cared about that moment. Um, and so the first time I made the biggest step in my life was when in, in grade nine or 10, um, I don't remember exactly what grade it was, but I went up to uh, the McMaster University men's volleyball coach after a game and, and I just went up to him and I shook his hand and I said, Hey, this is who I am and I'm going to play for you one day. And that was a moment that I chased. Um, and to tell you what I was feeling five minutes before that moment. I'm sure you can just figure it out yourself because it wasn't a great feeling. It was fear. It was anxiety. But the moment I did it and I walked away from it, I said I just did something that no one else has probably done in a long time to him. And lo and behold, a few years later, I'm sitting across from him in an office and he's offering me a job. Uh, Sorry, not a job, uh, uh, a position on his team. So that moment, you know, played out the way I wanted it to. Yeah.
1: Wow. How do you, so sort of transitioning into being an SDR, how do you seek out those moments and, and chase moments specific to your role and chase those opportunities specific to your role? Because and and also, how do you how do you even notice them? How do you notice opportunities and moments? Because you know, a lot of times we'll be something. You know, we'll go to a conference or whatever. We're at work, um, or you'll meet someone or whatever, and then nothing happens. Then later that day, you're lying in bed and you're saying dang it, why didn't I do that thing? Or why didn't I notice what was going on? So how do you notice those opportunities? And then in your role as an SDR, how do you chase after those opportunities?
0: Yeah, and I love that question because it definitely kind of sparks how I, I'm, I'm in this conversation today with you. Um, when it comes to, to life situations, I think the best way to notice them is I think the easiest advice I can give anyone is put your phone down. Um, it's easier to notice things if you're not looking at your phone. If you're looking up, then it gives you a better chance to one analyze the situation, make some, you know, decisions, you know, in your head to like who should I talk to? What can I start the conversation with? And if you're constantly looking at your phone, then that's just distracting you from an opportunity in front of you. Um that's the, the biggest advice I can give. Um when it comes to my role and sales and how I apply it, I'm sure any sales rep can tell you is the amount of cold calls we make. Um, the moment someone picks up and we actually connect with another individual on the phone, that is a moment. And that's a moment where you can chase and you can Mm -hmm. mess up, um, or you can chase and do very well. And that can end up to, you know, being a closed business. So the way I use it in my, I guess, in my work, my work world is I I think of it as how do I make this moment enjoyable for them? Because I know it's already enjoyable for me the moment Mm -hmm. they pick up. Like, here's a chance for me to do what I've been trained to do and, and you know, like show value, talk about what we do here at Uber Flip, and then hopefully find a connection from their end to see value as well. So in those moments, I make it all about them. I try and take as much information as I can from them and let them do all the talking. Um, and that's how I chase those moments. When it comes to the work world where sometimes you end up going home after a networking event and you you're so mad at yourself for missing out the best advice I can give for those moments is just treat that person like a friend. And, and I know, like I said, I wrote this in my blog, we're told at a very young age, don't talk to strangers. <laughs> um, and I'm sure, and I'm sure you're told this too. And uh, for a long portion of our lives. Yeah. That's a great rule until we gain a consciousness and actually become mature enough to make proper decisions on our own. That's when it becomes a rule that's not so perfect anymore. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's hard when you're, when you're in this, when you're in any professional role to not talk to strangers. I mean, that's your job all day, right? <laughs>
0: exactly. It's literally, it's literally a job for a sales rep to, to reach out to strangers and build rapport, build relationships. So I, I know at a young age, we're told to, to not talk to strangers, but as you get older, you have to find how do I talk to strangers and understand what kind of person they are within a certain time, you know, you don't have weeks to understand or or evaluate who they are as a person. Sometimes you have 20 seconds, sometimes you have a minute, sometimes if you're lucky, you have an hour. And, And with Peter, you know, the CMO of Terminus, I had about 30 minutes. And when I went up to him, I decided not to talk about work. I decided just to, to understand who he was as a person. And after 30 minutes of talking, um, we connected on so many levels outside of work. We actually became good friends. He actually reached out to me to to do this blog and this podcast with you guys because I decided to, one, I evaluated the situation. I didn't look at my phone. I looked up and I saw him. And that was an opportunity that I noticed. And then I, I went and chased it. And I could have easily walked up and it could have been a 10 second conversation, but at least I took my shot, right? And that, and that's what my, my, I think my biggest point is, is take those shots. The worst thing that can happen is they, they say no.
1: Yeah, absolutely. How do you, and you try to make those moments spectacular for the people that you're talking to, who you may only have 30 seconds with on a phone, or maybe you do have a half an hour. How do you make those moments special? Because, you know, the big typical trend right now within ABM is personalization. And how do you make every moment Special for a future customer or for a customer, and so how? What do you do to make those moments special in your job?
0: Yeah, that's a that's a really good question. Actually, um, the way I think about it is, when you're in that moment, the more you listen and the more you observe, the more special you can make it. If you go in with a plan to, this is how I'm going to make it special, then you've already done the wrong thing. You've already made it about yourself. So, I think taking a step back. And and actually maybe evaluating and understanding what that customer cares about, what that person cares about. And yeah, in, in 30 seconds or less, it's hard to find that out. But if you actually listen hard enough, you can pick up a tone, you can pick up an attitude and you can find something out about that person that you probably wouldn't have if you made it all about yourself and went in with a game plan. So when I went up to Peter, I didn't walk up with an agenda. I didn't go like, this is how I'm going to talk to him. This is what I'm going to do. I went in with no agenda besides... I want to share some time with this man. And if he's going to share some time back with me, then I'll, I'll make it work. Um, I'll figure out a way to make this conversation go. And that's a skill you have to teach yourself. And how do you learn that? You got to make mistakes. It's not like I, I started doing this or I started v- like very well, um, you know, walking up to strangers and I could carry a 20 minute conversation right off the bat. There were times where it was awkward. There was times where I didn't know where to take the conversation. There was times where the person shut me down. But the more I did it, the more comfortable I got. And now I'm at a point where I can talk yeah. about it, right? It's like any scale in life. The more you do it, the more mistakes you make, the better you learn.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Don't be afraid of an awkward conversation because they will happen.
0: <laughs> exactly. Yeah, if that's, what, if that's what your biggest fear is, then you really step, you need to step back and go like, why am I so afraid of an awkward situation? And what's going to happen? In that moment, they say, no, it's awkward. Then you go home, you wake up. No one, remember, no one remembers that moment as long as you force yourself to remember it. You can simply move on from it. There's no direct impact from that.
1: Yeah, because being in the role of an SDR is a pretty, it's a pretty challenging role. Honestly, it's one of the most challenging roles in really any company because you are grinding and hustling and really having to think about okay, who is this person and how can I cater my message or how can I better relate to them, even if it's on a minute level? So how do you sort of stay the course in your role as an SCR? Is it just knowing, feeling the gratification of those moments and going from there?
0: Yeah. And and, um, it's crazy because I've been doing very uh, well at Uber for for the past seven months. and, And what I changed seven months ago was I decided to make my conversations more about them and less about me and less about what Uberflip does. I wanted to make sure that they felt like I was listening. And it's crazy because if you listen to some of my calls, some of the cold calls I make, um, there are times where we're 30 seconds into a conversation and I haven't even said my name or where I'm calling from. And they're just comfortable talking to me because of the tone I I approach the call with, because of the questions I ask right off the bat, because of the the silence I, I use on them. It's all these different techniques that so many BDRs spend so much time losing uh, big opportunities because all they do is they talk about themselves, the company, and, and they're jamming all this information towards a person who's a complete stranger. And that, that ruins the trust and the rapport you can have with someone versus, you know, how would you talk to your friend about something like this? You know, would you be just yelling at them? Would you be like, here's what I do? Here's, you know, fact, fact, fact. Or would you sit back and let them do more of the talking and then yeah. respond? right? The more friendly you become with your outreach, the more friendlier you become with your, your prospect, which helps you actually create more business down the road, down the road.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Sierra, thank you so much for being on the show. And if I could just summarize our conversation really quickly, chase moments that you are afraid of, especially moments that you're afraid of, because it means that those moments are meaningful and it means that they matter. put down your phone in order to see those moments. And as an SDR, as a BDR um, in sales, but also just in general, you can apply this in pretty much any role, make the conversations that you're having with a customer or a future customer, more about them and less about you. Be kind and be friendly and get to know them and know who they are. And once you are at that place, it'll just astound you the amount of connection in business that will come from chasing those moments. So thank you so much, Sierra, for being on the podcast.
0: Thank you so much for having me. And if there's one message I can leave, I guess everyone else with is, you know, go make someone else's day with a cold call. If you can really do something like that, then you really know and understand the true power of, of conversating or interacting with another human being. If you can make someone's cold call or business call, a highlight of their day, then you're doing it right. That's great.
1: And where can people find you?
0: Uh, You can find me on LinkedIn. That's Seer Karimi. I'm sure you're going to share my name here. You can check out that blog. Um, And I do have a Twitter if you want to follow that as well. If people are still using Twitter, it's at Libero Seer. Amazing.
1: Thank you so much. Flip My Funnel is on a mission to build the largest
0: and most engaged community of B2B professionals in the world. Join the movement at flipmyfunnel.com.